0: For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.18, Exorcism and Seductions, where we are covering the novel Grave Peril. My name is Tanzan and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess.
1: Hey.
0: Chapter 32. Dresden, Michael, and Thomas face off with the nightmare that is possessing Lydia. Dresden attempts to exorcise the demon as Zothrigal, but it fails to work. Dresden realizes who the nightmare really is, and finally evicts Kravos from Lydia. The trio take Bob and cut through the never-never to get to Bianca's mansion. As they almost make it through, Leah catches up to them. So, Mama
1: went and got herself infected and diseased.
2: Well, only possibly. COVID
0: scare.
1: Yeah. So, we ejected her. We've sent her away.
2: <laughs> I ejected myself. I said I wasn't coming. <laughs> I tested negative, but somebody in my household tested positive. So, out of the goodness of my heart, I decided not to pass it on to Tanzan and her... Not roommates, I was going to say. <laughs> perfect stop laughing Jess. um so out of the kindness of my heart i decided to uh not pass it on to Tanzan and anyone she's associated with and jessica because she's uh works with the elderly regularly
0: she'd never let you live it down
2: <laughs> that's right no i'm just afraid of her passing it on to all the people she has to actually look after
0: so he, Dresden is currently hurtling towards a fireplace, but is caught by Thomas, breaking his ribs in the process. And that
2: Thomas's ribs, thankfully, not Dresden's. Yes.
1: <laughs> Way to play favoritism.
2: Well, I just meant you know, vampire and all. He's got the advantage, so that's why we have vampires and things, so they can take all the beatings. So the the puny mortals can go about their day, because if Dresden busted up his ribs right now, that would make the next couple chapters a lot harder than they already are going to be. <laughs> Whereas Thomas will be fine again in, like, an hour or so.
0: <laughs> right, he's already in pretty sad shape, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, although, I mean, this is Thomas's shape we're talking about, and he does come running out of the shower in nothing but a towel, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a nice shape. <laughs> we,
2: we, we do get that. See, it's not always just the women all the time. We get Thomas.
1: I honestly don't recall Thomas being as integral to this story as he apparently is, though. Like, I remember meeting him in Grave Peril, and then I'm like, all right, see you in the dungeon later on. <laughs> like, I don't know, I fully forgot that he actually, like, you know, I, I won't say redeemed, because what he did was pretty bad, but... <laughs> I had forgotten how much help he actually does contribute to the end of this book.
2: Comes, Yeah, it is the end, but in these last next couple of chapters or whatever, yeah, he does come back to help out, and it is semi-significant. Well, more than semi-significant, fairly significant. Considering that he starts off by, yeah, saving Dresden's life here, takes the smash, and he's all, he's like, are you alright? He's like, just go. <laughs> he's like, I'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, Lydia slash whoever's possessing her duh, 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 is less happy. So now he's just pissed at Thomas and adds Thomas to the list.
0: <laughs> Michael threatens the nightmare with the sword, but it reminds him that the blood of an innocent will undo it. And Dresden tells Michael that they can't hurt Lydia because she is, um, she, Lydia, because she's her, but possessed.
2: Yeah, exactly. So he's thinking, I think Michael's jumping in thinking it's more like facing off against, um, demon Harry in the graveyard. Right, so he's just gonna yeah pulls up Amarakius and uh, Dresden's like you can't <laughs> like that's actually Lydia like she's just being possessed right now so if you kill her I like how he how he puts it or whatever he's like um, anything we do to Lydia's body she's going to have to live with later <laughs> so yeah and and the possession is all like I don't care it was like you know basically pushing up against the sword going go ahead do, do, you know because all these
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> Well, yeah, obviously, it doesn't care. Go ahead and run Lydia through. Like, fine, you may have lost a vessel right then to taunt them with, but you'd wreck the sword and all of that. So, yeah, now Michael's like, well, what the heck can I do? But, again, it's kind of, again, just just the difference between Michael and Dresden here. Because Dresden's like, when she rushed at me, I just get grabbed. She rushes at Michael... And he's got the experience and the training, right? So he lets the sword fall, grabs her, flips her over, tosses her on the couch, whatever, right? And that's the difference right now between, you know, Michael and Dresden and why they can do a lot of similar things and why Dresden has a lot of oomph and and stuff that Michael can't do. This is, again, where Michael's just been in the game longer and has literally that training.
0: So Dresden rushes to get items for an exorcism. So he gets uh, candles and salt and and L- Michael holds Lydia down while he's doing this. Yeah, I like that. He goes, and yeah, it's like typical drugs. He's like, yeah, hey, my room is
2: a mess and crap like that's how he just starts flinging more shit around to find it. But he gets the trick birthday candles. He doesn't just go and grab some candles. He gets the you-can't-blow-me-out candles. <laughs> I'm like, that actually sounds really awesome to have for any exorcism. <laughs> I'm like, first Continuous. thing you see yeah. in, like, every movie... Whenever they're doing something creepy, and it's usually like in like some you know like abandoned church or someplace like that, but it's like yeah, the wind always comes through and blows everything out. So I'm like, damn it, I am totally stocking up on some of these. <laughs> Just the idea of Jim
1: Butcher walking down the Dollarama aisle and like, what can I use? What can I use? What would a wizard buy? Trick what candles, would
2: <laughs> trick <laughs> <Yeah>. candles.
1: <gasps> exorcism, and then he's walking down. And he's like, let's see, let's see, let's see, shaving cream. Yeah, we can use shaving cream for something. It'll come up. There'll be a potion. <laughs> like what else, what else, what else? Crayons? Yeah, I need wax for shit. Yeah, like... <laughs> he's
0: always cutting the corners.
1: <laughs> fully, right? Like, we, I can't think of any specific examples right now, but we've seen in the past how many other times he's like, ah, you can just go to Walmart for this shit. Well, it fine. comes
0: up in the future, but
2: there's Play-Doh. Ah, see? Play-Doh. He uses Play-Doh, and then again, he makes some comment about... Well, actually, I think he does it with the candles in the first part of this, where he's, like, white for purity, and he's like, also because they're the cheapest ones at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty sure he has a Play-Doh moment like that, too, where it's like he's using different colored Play-Doh for, you know, again, he attaches different meanings to it, and that's the only reason it matters, really. But I have a feeling there was something in there about it being cheaper than, like, something else or whatever, too, so... I'm like, yeah, you could go with like, you know, uranium or something, but if you can make Play Doh work, then just go with your Play Doh. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, so yeah, he's like keeping busy. So Michael's wrestling with her while while Harry tries to set all this up. So he dumps the salt circle around them and sets up his candles.
1: I really like to just like think of this moment where you've just got like Michael and Thomas and I mean in the nightmare, all struggling in this room and putting up a little bit of a fight, but mostly just like, you know, like just like whatever that like Newton maybe you know equal and opposite you know they're just kind of like nothing's really happening they're just just whatever tension against each other and meanwhile you've got Harry like a ping pong ball going <laughs> doop, 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 doop 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 around them like a crazy person and like especially like at least Michael even if he doesn't really agree with magic is used to this and even maybe the nightmare is used to this as well but like even like Thomas is just like Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Used to a little bit more like physical altercations at this point in his life, you know? And you've just got Harry just like tearing apart his own apartment, like running <laughs> around, like, blah,
2: blah, blah. Like. It's definitely a good image. I would like to think that Thomas is somewhat used to magical things of some nature I think since he's, he's aware of magic but it wouldn't world. be the same but, but not Harry he's not used to Harry's style of magic and that again like Thomas is obviously like at the party right he's like he showed up in a limo and you want me to give you a ride home I'm like Thomas is used to the finer things in life so, yeah, if there's any, like, wizardly stuff going on, it's probably real, like, high-end and smooth around the Wraith household. <laughs> and here's Harry in his, like, dingy basement apartment and, like, crap all over the place. And, yeah, exactly, flinging shaving cream cans out of the way to find his trick birthday candles <laughs> to perform it. <and>, like he's <laughs> So Thomas is probably just a little naked because his towel came off when he got in front of harry in the fireplace so he's just sitting there naked with like his bruised ribs or whatever while while michael basically has lydia and this modified full nelson and harry's just like tearing around in his bathrobe (laughs) one of the
1: most annoying things in my life is like one of my first ever jobs um the chef told me that we ran out of pepper and had me go break up the tiny little individual packet ones until he had enough for the recipe he needed (laughs) Like, oh, oh, like open like all the sixteen or something like that, right? Was he First just you were just pranking oh me, but God. I fully is this, believed Is this him. like
2: the board stretcher?
1: So I'm there <laughs> yeah. ripping up these shitty little packets, you know, like just trying to like get enough pepper for him. And I'm just imagining like Harry's just like patting down his coat pockets, trying to gather up enough salt <laughs> to use for a fucking ritual. Like, do I have an extra ketchup packet from Burger King? No, where's the salt?
2: <laughs> Except remember, he just got up and was like puking and showers, so he's probably doing all this running around like his bathrobe actually no I think maybe he did so you're right he uh, did go and get Michael dressed Michael helped I think, him get at the dressed. beginning of this yeah well and then while Thomas was because I think that's yeah how the last chapter starts is Thomas goes to shower and Harry gets ready and then they're talking about Lydia so okay yeah. fair enough he might not be in his bathrobe anymore <laughs> But still, yeah. And anyways, I'm I'm
1: not saying he'd be wearing the duster now anyways, but he could at least go pack down the pockets of the duster to find a salt packet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, that's true. He would totally be rummaging through everything.
1: He did say, I will, unfortunately, though. You can't give him that. Yeah, yeah, he um, grabs salt from the kitchen, I know, but still.
2: Yeah, no, apparently the five-pound bag of salt was also... In his bedroom closet behind the shaving cream with the trick candles. So (laughs) Salt wasn't even in the kitchen. Like, he he was able to get both from his bedroom. 'Cause you know, exorcism mm-hmm. if you put if you put it in the kitchen, he'll accidentally throw it in his spaghettios or something. I was gonna say, if I've have got any... to,
1: if I've got to keep exorcism equipment somewhere, it wouldn't be the kitchen. <laughs> but it would probably be in the basement. I guess he's really lucky that he didn't have to like show his secret lair to any of these people. Because, like that would have been unfortunate. He doesn't trust Thomas that well and right. It's probably even useful for Michael maybe to not well Michael knows he was all oh, the same. But still it'd be it's it's useful that he had all of his exorcism equipment upstairs anyways and didn't have to tear back eighteen records and be like, by the way, Thomas, this is here. Right.
2: See, that's where he's thinking ahead occasionally, you know. He's like, just in case I ever have to do a quick exorcism, A, have them nearby, and B, not have to reveal the secret lair to anybody who might be present. So, you know, always keep your candles and your salt in your bedroom.
1: Plus, if I do want to make a pot of spaghetti, I don't have to go all the way downstairs. <laughs>
2: that's true, too. <laughs> just says pop into the bedroom real quick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor
1: Susan. That's one goddamn gate with her boyfriend, and he's just like, let me get the candles, goes to his bedroom, let me get the salt for the pasta. it goes to his bedroom. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, that he also has, like, his wood-burning stove, so he probably, I mean, can you just imagine him setting up these non-blowing-out candles under, like, a little like camp burner and then sticking his pot in his can of like spaghetti. This is also how he cooks his food is with his his lit candles. So classy.
1: <laughs> I'm a wizard, Harry.
0: <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. He
2: must've had some, you like, you're right. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love Harry to death, obviously. But you know, the more we dissect bits of it like this, it's like, why the hell did Susan ever, especially after that first date, I mean, really. (laughs) Really specifically, (laughs) Susan, tell us exactly
1: what it was about him that you were attracted to. I think,
2: honestly, though, like,
1: it all comes down to the excitement. Like, she's a journalist. I think if she wasn't a journalist, she'd care a lot less. Not to, like, you know, say anything against Harry, but I think a really big, like, drawing and staying power is just, like, you know, like, okay, fine, you blow me off, but when I do see you, I get to hear about vampires, so...
2: Yeah, well, I was thinking even more just the initial, like, after that crazy first date for her to come back. And and then, but yeah, I would like to think that exactly it's sort of the excitement, the interest that kept her coming back those first few times to get over the you know crazy like the no heat in his apartment and and the you know salt in the bedroom and whatever it's like when she got to know him better then you're like okay fine but it's like yeah you really have to figure it was a bunch of the (laughs) reporter excitement listen listen
1: you live through a demon toad once you live
2: through everything (laughs) right it's one of those bonding moments Mm -hmm. you just you don't get over that so, anyways, yeah. So Michael's all, "Hurry up, hurry up!" She's strong, and he's like, "I know, I know." When he runs around and does this thing, and and tries to do uh, his flacambecus again, one of my favorite spells of his. Um, and so yeah, starts trying to exercise this nightmare as 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 as, as Zorthorgal, Zorthorgal? yeah. And it all, you get it all building up. You get the energy rushing out and. And sweeping out and blah, 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 and him all being all shouty and dramatic and nothing. Passover, leaving everything untouched. It right. does well, not fuck. work at all. <laughs> nope, not even a little bit. Which is
1: extra funny that this is the first time. Well, I guess, I mean. He,
2: well, I guess Thomas saw him, yeah, do some yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm just going to
1: restart the whole thing. It's like, it's extra funny though to think this is the first, like, flashy thing that Thomas gets to see. It's not, like, in the moment and dark and you're fighting for your life and distracted by other things, but the first time Thomas got to really sit back and just watch Henry work and it's, like, nothing. (laughs) And he's like, oh. Big dud. I risked everything for this guy.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right? See, Thomas, I guess, has a more unique perspective in how Susan feels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thomas is the reason Susan's in the position she's in right now. Well, I don't team, get to be on the but, same team right now. <laughs> well, but you know,
2: <laughs> we currently like, hate Thomas. I know he's but bad guys so are likable. That even even at this, point I know point he's hot, mom, but he killed Susan. Well, not even just that, but I know. But I was gonna say, it's just he wrote him so darn well. He's just he's such a good foil for Harry. They're both just such snarky little bitches. <laughs> it's like
0: anywho, the nightmare gets out of Michael's hold and pins Dresden. It, it begins to start strangling him and he begins to recall sort of details up to this point point. makes a real, it makes a realization just as he's about to pass out.
2: Again, all these usual like life flashing before your eye moments, you know, where suddenly things clicked at the party just before it all went to shit. And here he's, you know, getting the life choked out of him. He's like, Oh wait, maybe I missed something. <laughs>
0: it's like, that's the, the, the only way his brain functions properly is under s- extreme duress Talk about,
2: like, yeah, talk about uh, working well under pressure or whatever, you know? I'm like, man, I used to think it was something when I left my homework last minute, you know? But Dresden really (laughs) takes it to, like, a new art form, you know?
1: I was gonna say, like, I've only ever been able to write an essay in the final hours, but, like, Harry, damn, dude.
0: (laughs) Right. Must be dying for Brain to work really, really well. (laughs) So the nightmare suddenly stops attacking Dresden, and... No, just notices that Thomas is distracting Lydia with his vampiric seduction powers.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, because they go through their little chit-chat, and I mean, I, I will say the Nightmare points out, such a shame, all this time, and you didn't even know who it was after you. You didn't even know who else wanted revenge. So that's kind of the, the key that sort of clicks him off and uh, starts. So yeah, so while she's um, Choking him and going through all of this stuff is when it finally. So yeah, then all of a sudden, and I like it too. And he's like, I heard myself making very slight sounds, I'm like <laughs> I'm like yes, very eloquent Dresden as always. Um, but yeah. So again, as usual, he's like figuring it out. He's like, oh, pity that I figured it out just when I'm going to die, kind of a thing. And his vision faded, and he's like, and then a second later, so does the pain. But instead of like dying, all of a sudden he's taking in a shaky breath, and yeah, Thomas has vamped out on Lydia and is getting all snuggly with her and apparently is a very effective distraction technique (sighs)
0: um
2: and it's kind of funny because it kind of distracts Harry too (laughs) Harry takes a minute taking it in he's like stop staring I'll give you a show later you want to do something about this and Dresden's like oh shit right yeah
0: (laughs) yes he sets up another another circle around them but this time he calls on the name Leonid Kravos, which that's successfully releases Lydia from the hold of the nightmare. He's yeah. figured it out. So that's when he... Fi- yeah,
2: exactly. So that little of who else wants revenge on you suddenly clicks that, uh... Yeah. Not, um... And, and, and she's taken by shock. Right? Like, cause he's like... yes, yeah, he yells the name where he's like, Leonid Kravos, I thundered. I repeated the name and saw Lydia's eyes fly wide open in shock be gone, Kravos, you second-rate fire caller. Be gone, be gone. And with that, she goes, so yeah, Lydia's like, what the f- So yeah, it, and why are villains always like that? Like, they taunt and they taunt and they taunt, and then when you figure it out, they're like, ooh, wait, you figured it out? It's like, well, you kept telling me until, like-
0: So the, the nightmare is gone, and Dresden checks in with Michael, who thinks his ribs are broken, can't really move very well. And <laughs> Harry discovers Thomas is still feeding off of Lydia. (laughs) Classic. Yeah, classic.
2: And he's like, hey, get away from her. And he's like, I'm hungry. It won't kill her. Not the first time. She's totally willing. Right?
1: Not the first time. Like, she's not already been drugged up and thrown around in the last 24 hours.
0: I'm sorry, Thomas. That's not how consent works. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Right?
1: Very much not. No. So. Luckily, so, yeah. Harry wins that stare down. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. So Thomas fucks off, and Harry puts Lydia back to rights. Michael's a little bit fucked up.
2: Yeah, just a bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but nothing too, nothing too fatal or anything like
0: that. He's just, yeah, beat up a bit from his fight. So Harry tells Michael what happened with Thomas and Lydia and sort of explains it. He's like, they're like that. The white court seducers, they feed on lust, fear, hatred, emotions, but they're always, uh, they always use lust to seduce their victims. They can force them to to feel it. Indulge in sex. That's how they feed. So we get Mm -hmm. that sort of clarification on the white court a little bit.
2: Yeah. Twitch. Harry's like sex vampires. I know he's like, still it's interesting. And Michael's like, interesting. Harry, I wouldn't call it interesting. (laughs) He's like, why not? <laughs> he's like, whatever he used. It worked on the nightmare. He's like, caught it up. That means it's either some sort of ambient magic or maybe the cold I felt works on everything around. Or it's and he's going all technical kind of pheromones and figuring out, like, the science magic geek portion of it. And Harry's just like, um, <laughs> it's sex vampires. Stop it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to discourage your scholarly pursuits, but yeah. Yeah, Her- Michael's just, like, thinking more along the moralities and the, the um... Not imprudence, modesty, or whatever of it. And yeah, Harry's just like geeking out. It's like your typical like nerd or whatever, like focusing on like the mechanics of like human reproduction rather than being like, I think you're kind of missing the point of the, you know? Which is funny considering how much, like you say, Harry is usually the male gaze and all the sex and boobs and nothing under fire dresses and then he's like actually gets to witness something between like a sex vampire and a victim and he starts going all technical it's <laughs> fascinating he just it's looks fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so yeah so he's a little bruised up he's got some choking marks on his throat
1: he starts to explain his whole puzzle piece thing uh, that he came up with to Michael and essentially, you know, it boils down to the fact that because they arrested Kravos that night instead of killing him, ooh, they got problems on their hands. Are bad. That's right. why you should probably kill supernatural baddies and not just let them live and let, have another let the chance. Cops arrest them. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't arrest loop gurus. Don't <laughs> arrest um psycho sorcerer?
2: sorcerers. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just, you know, Murphy, take note of those yeah. two piece, two points. <laughs>
0: Well, Dresden also theorizes that Maverick and Bianca were the ones that tor- were tormenting the spirits to allow the instability in the never-never. Mm-hmm. That they were the ones that were... Oh, prep, prep it all? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, because and Michael's like, but we didn't kill him, he's still alive, and Dresden's like, dollars to donuts, he isn't. So he's like, just before the nightmare attack started, he figures he took himself out. Yeah. And he's like, can he do that? And he's like, I don't see why not, like, with all the power and stuff like that... And with the border, like you say, all turbulent, it made it a lot easier. So, um, they were all in this together. So now, I don't know if I really understand, like... Because I don't know that Kravos really would have had a reason to hook up with Marver and Bianca before this. So it was like, once he was busted and jailed, did he reach out to them? Did they come to him and be like, Hey, so if you kill yourself, we can figure out this really nifty plan to get you out of jail and... Uh, getting your revenge on everybody?
0: Or was did he already know them? And they that's where maybe he was learning some of his craft from.
1: That seems to be more my thinking, is that he met up with them in life. Oh. And all together, the three of them hatched this plan. And they prepped the
2: But veil. he wasn't planning on getting caught or anything. So what, you think he was just going to kill himself No, that's what, like, that's what Harry's
1: saying right now. He planned to kill himself. In, that's his whole plan. He wanted to kill himself so he could come back as a shade. He prepped himself to be full of vengeance so that he would purposely come back as a ghost with a vengeance. Like
2: I figured that was more after he got busted.
1: Well, maybe so, but it seems like the way Harry's describing it is that like this man purposefully groomed himself into becoming so uh, manic and stuff that when he died he was forced to be a ghost with... That, I mean, the whole point of ghosts existing in the first place is that they've got issues, so he made himself have issues in life so that when he died he would be then a ghost.
2: Yes, you know, I get that at the last minute, but that's what I mean about I don't know whether he would have an association with them beforehand because to me it feels like, because he would have just carried on being a necromantic sorcerer bad guy, but he got busted and now he's stuck in jail and now he figures this is his best bet, whether he decides it himself or whether because they've reached out to him at this point. But yeah, so I think at that point, then he decides like, well, I'm fucked. I might as well kill myself and come wreak some ghosty havoc.
1: Yeah, okay. In that case, I guess it wouldn't matter so much. But even then, so fine, he meets Maverick and Bianca, even then through that. We already know Bianca has contacts through the police anyways, so for whatever reason, when or how they met is a little bit irrelevant. He clearly, both sides clearly had the means one way or the other, whether it was before or after his death. Either way, three
2: of them. I guess it just nice makes little the t- It's a little bit kind of like... Leah and the sword of how nicely that works out that Leah mm-hmm. ended up getting the sword so that she could give it to Bianca so that Bianca could give it to Mavra like again that was a lot of ifs ands or buts on awesome. it's easy that being happening bad. <laughs> so again it just seems like you know like for Bianca to uh, like so you know did she have this party in the works beforehand or did she suddenly throw the shindig together when Kravos got arrested and then she's like wait we've got someone in jail who was like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, chicken, egg, what came first? How did this all... It all works Listen, out nicely in the book, but when you start to sit down and wonder about the minutia of it, I'm like, wow, You wait, head how
1: did this all come together? Get some candles and some salt. We'll raise
2: Kravos and we'll ask him. <laughs> mm, or not. Pussy. He was, he was not a nice guy. I don't really want to, no. Um,
1: third time's a charm.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because Give was. him a chance. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm sure he feels much sorrier now that Dresden has kicked his ass in life. It's been and like almost and... 20. Well, it's been
1: about 20 years. Dude's had some time to do some thinking, right? Maybe he wants maybe he's honed he's his notable? craft a little more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he even better great things. Maybe he's <laughs> repented. <laughs> maybe you don't know.
0: <laughs> yes, he's found Jesus. He could have, maybe, maybe. So Dresden concludes that he has to go to the na- to the mansion and kick some ass and save the day. He's- Figuring that he has to do this.
1: This is always a fun time in TV shows and movies, though, when one person is just sprouting nonsense, and the other person is like, "Okay, so you've clearly lost it." And then, like, the best friend is like, "No, let him speak." It's like, thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Thomas. You don't know, right? Yeah. So it's like, even though you know, if Thomas wasn't there, Michael would have been the one being like, "Yeah, you've lost it." But now that it's like Harry and Michael versus Thomas, Michael's like, "Yo, don't you dare talk about my best friend like that." <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, he's like, whatever. He's like, uh, we'll go get Bianca. And he's like, did you get hit on the head when I wasn't looking? He's like, I told you about the guards and the machine guns. I did mention the machine guns, didn't I? (laughs) He's like, yeah, 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 we're already past that. (laughs) And then we got the uh,
1: legendary scene you don't get to see. You always you don't get to see? It's never like... A mystery, you know? Harry literally always says, and then I did something without you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I had an idea, and then you're in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. I went to go do something. (laughs) Okay. I guess we'll uh... meet up later.
1: (laughs) It almost feels like we're always like, like, um... I can't think of any specific example, but it's like, you know, like Phineas and Ferb or something like that. Like every time they go to like build the machine and everyone, all their friends are like so excited to be involved in it. And then they're like, Buford, you go over there and do this. And he's like, uh, I wanted to go to space too or whatever, you know, like just the last right. minute then send someone away. It's always us. It's like, it's right when things getting interesting, it's like, okay, bye.
2: Right.
0: Pick
1: up later. It's like, no, wait, what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: but
2: this one is actually quite does that make like I all of us coming. Alfred the butler then? Yes. Yes, okay. we are. We're highly important and we're there to get all the... And the end. it's like, hey, Alfred, you just stay here and watch the Bat Cave. I'll be back in a bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, Harry, no. Dresden, Michael, and Thomas and Bob cross into the Never Never near Harry's apartment. And uh, Bob is there to guide them through the Never Never to Bianca's place because that is the wild idea that uh, Dresden thought would be <laughs> a good one
2: <laughs> sneak in the back door that way
0: right bob totally lectures harry on what a bad idea it is <laughs> i know like the whole time he's like i don't want to be here you don't want to be here we shouldn't be here let's just go i don't
2: want to be here this is a bad idea let's not let's not let's not there's a really funny
0: moment with that um how how he's like dressed and tells him let's talk more guide but bob's response is see mem sahib do you know what that is <laughs> It's a, it's a respectful term of address for a European woman in colonial India.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes, Yes, master. Watch, like... Yes, my
0: female master.
2: (laughs) The little princess and things like that, that you'll get some of that (laughs) there, but always Bob. Yes, sneaky little bugger. What's
1: funny, too, is that Thomas, like, laughs like he understands, and, like, I understand, like, the other vampires who, like... Are a couple hundred or thousands of years old and might have actually been around when the term was used but like as we'll learn later in the books thomas is literally 45 not like looks or uh, no at this point 35 or whatever 30 at this point 30
2: 30. he's five at this years point older than
1: 30. right so at this point he's like 30. And real 30, not, like, looks 30. He yeah. is just 30. Actually 30. <laughs> right? And he's laughing, like, hi, I totally understand this ancient insult. <laughs> right? And it's like, buddy.
2: Although... You're
1: just, you're just laughing around. Laugh. You're just laughing along, trying to pretend like you totally get the joke, and you totally Although,
2: don't. maybe not, but in all fairness, his dad is, like, several centuries old, so, You think his you dad know, is just going
1: around calling people I,
2: that? Okay, no, but I'm just saying, I grew up with a lot of, like like, old-fashioned, like, television and movies and sayings and things because my parents were, like, a bit older and I was exposed to more of that stuff. So you never know. I mean, maybe not, but, you know, maybe Thomas has. And who knows? Rafe is kind of weird. Like, who knows what kind of weird homeschooling he would have made Thomas do. Like, for all we know, he's... <laughs> I was going to say, I, sure like, I don't think Thomas and his dad princess. ever had ball games together, you know? <laughs> no, but he would have stuck him away with some dusty old tutor that would have taught him about colonial India, I'm sure. Sure, sure.
1: Maybe I'm just saying maybe.
2: it's possible, All <laughs> right. Well, I watch a lot
1: of TV, and I've never heard the word before, so I don't think Thomas is any better than...
0: <laughs> Where did Butcher hear it from?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, Maybe he read so, The it. Little Princess. Oh, was it from The Little Princess? Well, that's what I was saying, is they do use... Those I terms and stuff like that. It, yeah, well, read the book and/or watch the movie, like the Shirley Temple version and stuff like that. Is There's a and Shirley yes, Temple they, version? Oh my god.
1: Yes. Dear. What are we talking about? I'm thinking the little we're talking princess. About, oh, the little princess. Okay, okay, okay. Were you thinking the little prince? I was thinking the princess bride. Oh, well, oh God. What is that? Because no. I've seen that. I know that. And I was like, I don't know this at all. But yes, the little princess. I do yes. know there's a Shirley Temple version of that. Yes. I have seen it. Which was not enough set to know random. Insults that come from that. If it comes up in the Little Princess, then I will give Butcher the benefit of the doubt and Thomas for having seen that one, because I've seen that one, <laughs> so I'll allow them to have also seen it.
2: <laughs> there you go. Okay, <laughs> I'm, <moving> I'm <laughs>
0: glad we could reconcile that. <laughs> so, too many princesses. Okay, can't keep track of them all. Too many. So they uh, they make their way through the Never Never and end up in Fairy. Tristan <laughs> yeah. implores them to get through it as soon as possible.
2: I know, he's like, Bob, you screwed up, we're in fairy. He's like, of course it is. Like, almost all
0: of it is fairy,
2: you dumbass.
0: <laughs> he's like, well, fuck. Yeah, either we get the Disney version of fairy with elves and Tinkerbell pix- pixies, who don't know what sugar, uh, who knows what sugary cuteness, or we get Wicked, the wicked version, which is considerably more entertaining, but less healthy.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, even summer's not all sweetness and light, so... Yeah, so they start trying to go through, and he's like, okay, over that bridge, and you're almost home. And then, lo and behold, <laughs>
0: you hear the, the horn. hunting
2: horn and the bang of hounds.
0: They <laughs> book it. They just start the running. Yeah. <laughs> Which is
2: kind of funny, because he's like, this is where Michael's, like, got a busted rib, and is older, obviously, than Michael and, and Thomas, and doesn't have, you know, the supernatural strength and stamina. And he's still booking it along and Harry's like, <gasps> and then, like, Michael's still going to, like, make it to the bridge before him with, like, his busted rib and his giant, like, 400-pound broadsword, you know? It's like, Harry, really, man. Got to start doing <laughs> I, some push-ups or something.
1: Seriously. I really like, though, this, like, just, first of all, Bob's amazing and everything, but, like, you got yeah, to consistently wait. remember that Thomas is just always in the background witnessing all of this comedy show playing out, right? <laughs> and right? you just got Bob being like, oh, my God, it's your godmother. Hi, Leigh, been so long, oh, hi, hi. hi. <laughs> And then it's like, Bob, I'm gonna join her pack if uh, she catches us and he's like, oh my god, there's been a falling out and you've just gotta know Thomas is on the sidelines being like oh, writing god. down notes <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with these people? Like, Really, again, this is all Thomas's fault and he ruined everything and he's the reason that everything ever happens to Susan. We really cannot forget that everything lies at Thomas's mm-hmm. feet for this blame. But at the same time, I really almost feel for Thomas standing on the sidelines like, Really? Beautiful. really threw it all away for these guys. <laughs> what kind of crazy
2: people did I, right? It's so much like um when Spike gets chipped in Buffy and can't feed, so he finally comes back to them for help, and it's like the Thanksgiving episode or whatever, and, and they're all running around as chaos happens. He's like, These? These is the crack team that spoils my every plan, you know? They're like, oh, shut God. up! <laughs> One of the best episodes in the universe of TV. Right? So it's good. Like this, this is what's holding the world together. We're so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
1: much. That's pretty much everyone who looks at Harry. So good. Like, this is what we're relying on. Oh, crap. Great. 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 Hard to believe yeah, yeah. this guy ever gets hit in the face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, just when Dresden almost makes it to the bridge, he is caught by Leah's Lariat. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. That's cheating, Leah.
2: Yeah, yeah, only Wonder Woman's allowed to do that.
1: Yeah, she shouldn't be allowed to have that. You've got right. so many other tricks in your bag.
2: She has, like, all the tricks in her bag.
0: Leah, upon her black knight, black steed, greets Harry. Feeling better, are we? Leah asked with a slow smile. That's wonderful. We can finally conclude our bargain.
2: Oh, Leah. You ruin everything. Ugh. Such awful timing. Oh, it
1: And, like... Really, like, like of all the time constraints, this is the most time constraint, Leah. Like, fuck off.
2: <laughs> Always, right? There's never a good time, I guess, to battle your fairy godmother. Hey.
1: Oh. oh, well, Cinderella was smart to avoid
2: that. Right. She played by the rules. Mm.
0: This concludes our episode 8.18, Exorcisms and Seduction. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at FreeFlowRambling.com and McAnally's.ca. There we have links to other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive, and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.